So, Kate, thank you so much for joining me today. We're making this amazing connection from Bali to Costa Rica. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such an honour. <laughs> so, um, I think actually how I first heard out about you, you were doing a workshop at Indaba and I looked at what you were doing and, you know, as someone who's been in the spiritual world for a long time, a lot of what people have put out there is maybe quite um, in the shallows, shall we say, but immediately I recognised that you're working on quite a deep level and I started following you and then we kind of made more of a connection last year when all the madness started going down and just I just really loved your sharings in the past year and really resonated with a lot of what you're putting out you really feel like the work you're doing is like so valuable for the collective and that's really a big part of what this series is about this podcast series is about looking at how we help heal the collective because there's everything that's being put out, all the information put out is division, right? Division and separation and, and yeah. <laughs> I want to look at things through the lens of healing and I feel like you're really doing that in a really high level way. So do you want to share with us uh, what you're working with currently and how you're offering that? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much and thank you for, for creating this podcast series because I can see it's just seeding beautiful messages into the collective mind. So thank you for that. Um, where do I begin really? Um, I suppose uh, my work is really based in speaking the language of, of what I call the super consciousness. And so I really help people to kind of connect and bridge. I use the word bridge a lot to explain not only my role and uh, my purpose, but also the work that I facilitate. It's like this bridging between realms um, and, and grounding that back into this human experience. And so it's, it's kind of reaching up to gain a higher perspective, I think, um, which is always super helpful, especially when we're kind of being sucked into the chaos, whether it's the collective chaos or our own inner chaos, um, just having that higher perspective to kind of um, give an overview, give some greater context. Um, that's just been really my own journey. You know, we can only kind of share and, and help and assist through our own experience. And that's kind of was my own journey of, I suppose, what we could call awakening. Um, coming back to a deeper remembering of who I was, I suppose, on a, on a kind of higher soul level. Um, my journey was very much to kind of shoot up into the cosmos and to see things from that perspective. And that really, really facilitated some very deep healing for me. Um, you know, I definitely went through kind of the mainstream therapy system to try and work through my own, my own traumas. Um, and that was just the final key for me to help really unlock what needed to be unlocked was to just have that higher perspective. And so that's kind of what I facilitate in that I help people to remember their, their soul, I suppose, their higher soul aspects, 
And from that place, then we can go back into the human, um, the, the trauma, whatever needs to be looked at and, and find that beautiful integration of both the higher mind and what we could call the lower aspects to find more of a, a harmony. And, um, you know, the, the energies that are available to us right now, you know, they're, they're bringing up a lot. So I think a lot of people are feeling, you know, discombobulated or, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of feelings um, coming up for us to acknowledge and work through. And um, I think the, these energies are here to support us actually in, in raising our frequency and um, finding more harmony day, day to day. Um, so a lot of what, what I do is to um, facilitate, I do a lot of regression work. Um, and, and this isn't really so much what we would call like past life regression. Um, I actually go, I take people up into what I call the realms of the super consciousness, which is kind of beyond the story. It's beyond that. And I think, you know, just in our day-to-day -day lives, we can get so sucked into the detail of the story. We can get lost in the story, whatever story it is, and we can identify with the story. And so the regression technique, I actually channeled it through over the last few years. And it's, it's to go beyond that, beyond all stories, and to connect just to the pure essence, um, what I call the, the cosmic mind, the cosmic consciousness, which we are all part of. And it is beyond an identity but it's just a beautiful experience and remembering. And I think when people have that experience, it's, it changes them because they remember there is more, there's more to the story. There's more to the, the roles that we think we're here to play, the identities that we kind of formulate and tell ourselves. Um, so that's kind of just a little overview. But I feel a lot of what your work is as well is like, beyond the personal like you're doing you're, I don't know how you would frame it how you would describe it but you're doing work on a, on a very collective level at the same time aren't you well exactly because you know on that individual level when we expand you know whether it's expand our consciousness it's all consciousness mm -hmm. it's all that it's all energy and when we when we do that and integrate that and experience it on, a, on an individual level, um, it is healing. It's activating for, for the collective, you know, whether it's through our DNA, through our genetic bloodline, our ancestors, um, or it's through the aura that we're radiating out. You know, we, we're doing that work on collective level. Absolutely. There's something I want to get into with you is like the evolutionary human, but um, let's just start with divine feminine. So what does divine feminine mean to you? How do you, how do you express it in your life? Mm, yeah, I love this. I absolutely love it. It's such a hot topic at the moment. It keeps coming up for me. And, you know, again, I like to see things on that kind of cosmic level you know, what is the cosmos really? We think of it as the stars, it's something separate. We look up, it's there in the sky. But 
I actually see it as it's part of our higher mind, the planets, the planetary bodies. It's the archetypes. You know, when we look at our astrology, that's really what it comes down to. It's the archetypal expressions that we all are. And so the divine feminine, it's it's so multifaceted. There's so many different, you know, facets of the divine feminine. And I think it's important to move away from, you know, seeing the divine feminine as an identity or a role actually and it's it's this it's this innate intuition and that's really what it is and i think to understand this we kind of need to dive into what is intuition because i think there's so much misconception out there and and there's so much doubt you know when we when we hear the word intuition i think you know a lot of people will automatically think oh that's not real or well, I don't know how to trust my intuition. You know, it's not, it's not something that's tangible and it's not necessarily something that on a collective level we've cultivated to a point where we can fully trust it. And I think for me, you know, the revival of the divine feminine is the, the revival and the strengthening of our intuition on a collective level. And that is beyond all gender and all role that we play. It's, it's the the reawakening of that innate trust that we have, that intuitive knowing. And so the true divine feminine is this unwavering strength. You know, it's this unwavering strength of knowing. And, and when we're embodying that, it transforms from a knowing to just a being. You know, every, every action, um, every interaction, every experience we have is just it becomes such a, an alignment and, a, and a, like a synchronicity it's a flow and I think that's when we speak about the kind of the yin and the yang the divine feminine being obviously the yin and we do associate it with water and obviously you're surrounded in Bali with all that beautiful yin water energy and you know what does that really mean well it, it kind of means we're in this soft receptive state of surrender where we're trusting absolutely everything that comes into our reality because we've cultivated and we've remembered that that intuition it is trustworthy it's more than trustworthy it's actually our innate state of being when we've let go of, of the doubt and and all that kind of chit chatter of the logical mind um so i absolutely see it as a, as a kind of a state of, of being. Um, it's, it's when we've really kind of let go of, of that, that needs to play a role, I suppose, you know, and, and I think this is such a complicated topic in a way, because we love to externalize everything. And, you know, there's so much kind of objectification and externalization of the divine feminine, but you know, I see the irony in that in a way because the true feminine is not concerned about what role she's playing because she's just being, she's just literally simply being. There's a simplicity to it. Um, so, yeah, I see it. I see it as this essence. No, I totally, totally love all that, totally resonate with that. And you're, what you're really describing then is the shift in consciousness that humanity needs to go through to get to the other side of where we're at. And people have a lot of resistance around that, right? Because they would say, like, 
And if we were all operating like that, it would be chaos. But there is there is a divine intelligence which then runs through everything that then harmonizes that. So do you wanna do you wanna speak on that? I love it. I mean, we can just we can just reference the film Avatar. um or like Pocahontas I'm always referencing those and it's it's exactly like I love that like the divine intelligence of it it's like it is this I guess it is a journey of trusting isn't it and um just trusting what is showing up in our reality you know everything is it's a stepping stone and so I think the process of really surrendering into the, the divine feminine and letting her lead letting up her lead us whether we're you know identifying as a masculine or feminine it's like letting that intuitive part of us lead the way um but it is it is a process because there is absolutely a deprogramming um that we all go through which is like can i really trust this you know and i think piece by piece we start to see that as you said divine intelligence that you know there is a harmony there is a divine order to things. You know, people come into our lives for a reason. There is no coincidence. You know, there's no accident. There's no mistake. Everything is, you know, there to, to guide us to our truth, whatever that might be. It's, it's really comes all down to authenticity, really, and just remembering who we are um, beyond, beyond what we think we are, in a way. Um, so yeah, lots of synchronicities and and trusting that. So one of the defining things for me around divine feminine is this relationship with Earth and Mama Gaia and that connection, that embodiment. So you uh, made the, I guess you trusted your intuition with the bold move to Costa Rica in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> Do you want to uh, tell us about your relationship with, with Earth and how important that is to you? Yes, thank you. It's, that's a beautiful question. Uh, you know, a large part of my journey was as healing the mother wound. Um, you know, my own kind of relationship with my own mother, um, like so many of us, right? And um, I, I started to really cultivate this relationship to, to Gaia, to Earth. You know, even when I was back in England, um, that energy really held me, it supported me. And um, I remember I was almost sad to leave England before coming to Costa Rica because I'd really, really bonded with this field. There was a field at the back of my house. I used to use it as a meditation. I used to go out there daily and it, it was such deep medicine for me. And uh, I remember going there and having to kind of say goodbye before I came to Costa Rica. And I, I kind of got back a message like, there's no need to say goodbye. I'm here with you wherever you go, you know, and, and obviously different lands hold different energies. We can definitely feel that. But there's this undertone, which is this recognition for this spirit, which we can call Gaia or Mother Earth, who is this eternal support she is i suppose the energy my connection to earth is my stability um you know for for us all right we all love to ground in nature and for me over the years i have gone through my own process you know of healing 
releasing what I call the density. And, and with that, you know, we release the numbness. And so we become more sensitive and everybody's feeling this, right? We can pick up on other people's emotions. Maybe we're feeling more sensitive to electronics and all of that. Um, and I definitely realized that my energy body was not a match anymore to be in like a city environment. Um, I'm very, very sensitive in that way. So it's very important for me to be super connected to earth, super connected to, to water, particularly, I find is um, just very, very soothing and very, very grounding for me just to get in the water. And um, that really, really helps and assists me. But yeah, Gaia is, is truly uh, a teacher for me because I do spend so much time, I think, you know, guiding others through their consciousness. I'm up here a lot, like so many of us. And so it just brings me back down into my body and yeah, try and get out there as much as possible. There's a, there's a streamer. Can you hear it? No, I think it's blocked out. It's <laughs> someone cutting the grass really loud, which is kind of ironic when we're talking about that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had it a tiny bit, but no, it's it's mainly, I think they've cut it out in Zoom, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a big part of what I do, which I don't really talk about much, but I'm very conscious, and this is one of the ways we connected early on, is I'm very conscious of being in, I live in central London, and I believe that I'm there, one of the reasons I'm there is to like feel the energy in that spot. And it's kind of hard to put into words what I know that I do, but it's a very real thing. Some people call it grid work, some people call it geomancy, but it's like bringing light energy into a physical place. And I feel like this is a really important part of the healing that is gonna happen over the next few years is that people like ourselves um, are consciously working, um, like anchoring the light grids into earth. And I know that's something that, that you do a lot of. Do you wanna share on a slide, explain that process to people that maybe don't understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, again, just thank you for the work you do. And it's, it's everything. It's such important work right now. And there's, you know, there's many of us all over the world positioned exactly where we need to be and I understand how you can kind of go back and forth between somewhere like Bali to kind of just recalibrate right and kind of bring yourself back into that nature environment so that you can go back in uh, into the matrix and do your undercover work um, and it feels a bit like that it does feel sometimes we're these kind of undercover agents um, having to bring in and anchor the, these light grids, like you say. So yeah, just to explain a little bit, you know, um, I always say to everybody, you know, if we really understand the quantum nature of this universe, it truly is all energy. And they even say that in mainstream science and physics, you know, they say there's absolutely, uh, nothing's actually physical, everything's vibrating at such a rate, it can feel physical but we're all just energetic beings and so is this planet. And there is cosmic energy flow coming in um, and being transmitted. Um, the solar system, the cosmos works like this giant network of 
um, transmitters in a way. You know, we receive the light and, and within the light is information. And in a way we understand that, right? Because the light is the fuel for let's say the plant kingdom, uh, the animal kingdom, us, humanity. Um, and it communicates with our DNA. That's really what light is. It's encoded with information that communicates on that cellular level. And so the light grids that are being anchored into this planet now, they are anchoring a new intelligence. They're anchoring a, a different frequency, a different bandwidth, um, which is ultimately upgrading the planet. It's upgrading humanity. And obviously, this is what everybody's feeling. And of course, when we um, upgrade and ramp up the frequency, and you can see this in the Schumann resonance, the Schumann resonance is the recording of the base frequency of planet Earth for those people who don't know. And you can go and follow it. It's, it's like at an all time high, you know, it's blowing everybody's minds. And, and this is obviously bringing up, you know, with that intensity, it's bringing up all the heaviness, all the uh, the lower vibrational emotions, but that's coming up to release so that we can experience this higher frequency. And it, it's magical. Um, what does this really bring? Well, in kind of the quantum nature of things, like we can manifest quicker. I know like lots of people know now about like the law of attraction and manifestation. And that's really supportive. These energies support that. So we can create with more momentum, you know, things are speeding up as well. I think people feel this is like time is speeding up. And in a way it is, it's this momentum, like things we can shift through um, emotion or experience in a much quicker way. Whereas maybe, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it would have been a more like lengthy process. So, you know, I think people, whether they fully understand like the quantum physics of it all, um, people are feeling it, you know, people are feeling that shift. And so the light grids are, it's a sacred geometry, right? And, you know, there, there is that kind of mathematical aspect to this. Um, it's, it's like sacred geometry grids that are, surrounding flowing through the planet um, to bring balance and to bring harmony to the planet and so there's certain beings like us you me many of us who work almost like we're like antennas in a way I always use that word it's like we can we're cosmic antennas it's like we've we're tuned in with the cosmos it's what we came here to do and we're receiving it it's flowing through our bodies. Our body is like a vessel. Uh, it's like an anchor and we're working with the grids. And so we will be very much divinely orchestrated to be in certain locations. You know, Bali is such a huge portal and vortex. And so is Costa Rica. There's so many places. Ibiza, um, a lot of people are feeling guided to move closer to water because um, water is it holds memory as well so a lot of us who have maybe been resonant with you know water shamans water priestess we're here to anchor in these light codes it's the it's like holding the light which is the information 
that is then seeding the planet that communicates to not just humanity, but the animals, the plants, the crystals. We're all just one big entity in a way working together and we each have our little roles to play and um, geographical location definitely comes into that. So I find a lot of us who maybe identify as grid workers, um, there's a lot of travel involved often. You express it so beautifully, thank you. <laughs> so when I was thinking about who I wanted to speak with and what divine, you know, who really embodied divine feminine to me, um, it was really this concept of people that are really rooted in the earth and really have that connection with the physical, and then through the physical, you meet the non-physical so you spoke earlier you mentioned something about dna i forget exactly what you said but to me this this is the kind of this is the evolutionary human right this is the future human is someone who's done their healing work and then is accessing like a a greater dimension of potentiality of, of being within them and and the women that i'm really resonating with the women that I really enjoy the information they're putting out I realized that that was the commonality between you all is that you have mm -hmm. this very clear and um, um, you, you have this very clear relationship with your guides and it's something that you're very open about that was what I was searching for it's a very open relationship where it's not something that you spoke about being undercover earlier. It's something that all of you are very much like, well, this is how it is. So I'm, I'm really curious to, because I feel like a lot of people who will be watching this and listening to this is something that they're familiar with, maybe, you know, guides and, and angels, and maybe they have, you're talking about that intuitive sense, maybe they get those little nudges from time to time. But I think people would be really curious to kind of learn more about how they can work with their guides and what actually what was the process of, for you of that coming online and what does it look like to you and like can you name them like just give us all the intel on your guides <laughs> wow i feel like this could be a series in itself and i it's my favorite topic it's it really is it's been such a big part of my life and you know i have been asked to em embrace it and be honest with it and open um, and speak, you know, not holding things back. And absolutely, you know, I went through a phase of feeling judged. Um, and, and, you know, when I was going through a lot of it, I was surrounded with people who weren't necessarily having the same experience. And so um, I definitely, it, it was, it hasn't always been easy let's just say that, but there has always just been this innate knowing that I'm here to share it. And so uh, I'm passionate about it. And I love speaking about it. And I think it's so relevant now. I think, you know, as these frequencies intensify, um, it is going to basically promote uh, a, a very magical experience, you know, and um, it is like you say, it's, it's, this opening up to a higher frequency bandwidth of experience where absolutely we can connect with those beings, those guides who have been on the other side 
And, you know, ultimately, this is what we call the veil coming down, right? It's the veil thinning. So less and less they're going to be, they are going to be on the other side. It's like this merging. And so I believe, you know, sooner than later, we are all going to be much more in a state of kind of fluid communion, communion, communication with um, our guides, our teams, our angels. And so for me, it's really been a journey of, of realizing that, you know, our family, our soul family is so much more expansive than we think when we think in terms of family um and so I was having kind of to rewind and I suppose give an overview I was having kind of quantum experiences um as a young age they weren't necessarily tangible in that I wasn't necessarily one of those people who was having my guides physically manifest in front of me not as a child or at least um, I haven't had full remembering of that, but I used to be very aware of uh, that I would travel. I was traveling elsewhere. I was being taken. Um, my consciousness was being taken into different vibrational experiences, and that felt quite discombobulating um, throughout all of my childhood. So it uh, my journey has definitely been to kind of go into the discombobulation of it all integrate it and then to speak about it and share so that I guess when other people have these experiences you know there's no fear there's nothing to fear with this and so I truly I truly have seen that the more that I release the fear and open my heart the more communication we receive with our guides. They're ultimately, most of our guides are here to support us with as little interference as possible. You know, they're not here necessarily to spoon feed us and, you know, not here to give us all the answers. Um, but there's absolutely this beautiful subtlety to the way that they communicate with us. And so, I always encourage people just to, at the, at the beginning, just really pay attention to dreams. Um, this is normally how guides will begin to make themselves known or deliver messages so that it's not overwhelming and it's not scary. Um, but for me, I saw a significant shift with my contact experience, which is what I call it, contact experience after the solar eclipse of 2017. So before that, I was having a lot of psychic experience that I wasn't able necessarily to put into context. And it was in 2017. And it's funny because I was actually told when I was 20. So about 10 years previous, I was told in a psychic premonition that I would have a life-changing experience at that year and there was something about the power of that solar eclipse and I know many people who had you know life-changing experiences um and and what happened is my crown chakra really opened up to a whole new level um and I was able to see and perceive what 
before would have been kind of behind the veil. And so I was having star family, multidimensional beings and aspects present themselves to me in light body form. And so, you know, people want to know about, about this. And it's like, it's not like physical. It's not like somebody standing in front of me. But what they do is they're able to, because they're so high vibrational, they're not actually able to come down into this density. It actually wouldn't be kind of safe for them. So what they do is they project their light body form. So it feels, it's, it's like a holographic kind of experience. And so you can see there's a fluidity um, to their form. But I absolutely have had them come in and, and deliver me messages and they're very telepathic so it's not like we use um, human language to communicate they communicate directly into my mind and this is actually how all of our guides communicate to the point that they'll speak in the same voice or the same tone as our human voice so it seems like it's our thoughts right so they're always seeding us with ideas and inspiration you know, everybody's channeling more than they know. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I'm familiar with a lot of my guides. You know, we, ha we have many, many, many guides and they come in and out depending on what we're going through. So I can't say that I know all of them personally. And I absolutely don't know all of their names because some of them don't have names um, or at least human names. Um, but I, I'm familiar with a few teams and they tend to work in teams. A lot of these more higher vibrational cosmic beings, um, they work in collectives. Um, and that's kind of how we work as we go higher and higher in the dimensions and we ascend. We, we connect with that soul family and we work in groups. This is what I call fractal consciousness. You know, this is kind of sharing the hive mind. It's kind of like where telepathy comes in um, a little bit. And so they'll come, they'll come through in groups and teams in councils to assist. Um, and, and most of the time they won't necessarily, as I said, they don't spoon feed me. You know, they, they will give me just small pieces that I need um, to assist me. And a lot of it is, is creative inspiration of what I'm here to um, offer in terms of like my service work or what I'm here to facilitate. And sometimes they will give me an overview and they will send me kind of clairvoyant images of understanding things like the light grids, understanding how kind of quantum physics works. They'll give me a little bit of overview just so I kind of understand what we're doing you know, in terms of that way, um, which is helpful. Um, so, yeah, I have one of my main teams are what are called, they, they're called the Lyrans. They're, they are associated with the star system um, Lyra. And we've actually seen a lot of depictions of these beings throughout um, our history, especially in like Egypt, where we have Sekhmet and the feline looking beings they they present themselves as kind of these feline beings um they often come through as protectors you know holding like almost a, a lion energy in that that kind of fierce 
loyal protectors. Um, they've been with me kind of as long as I remember. Um, and another one of my, my main guides, I've connected through Dreamtime my whole life. And uh, he's, he's my primary guide. Um, and he's absolutely there supporting me through through waking and dream state but I've definitely cultivated this relationship with him through the astral I think as many people will with their guides um but it's it's a it's a beautiful journey and I think more and more people will become conscious of their teams now it's yeah it's it's really it's a beautiful topic Guy with the machines got even closer than you not hear it. Yes, yeah. it's really loud. It's so it's so funny because they never do this, and now suddenly, um, I think mm. it's like it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, I can hear I can hear it a little bit when you speak, but I think when I'm speaking, it, it's um, uh, the Zoom uh, the Zoom cut set. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> um. Mm. So yeah, so one of the things I wanted to do with these interviews is because for me, so for me, I've seen this time coming my whole life. And a lot of times when I was younger, I thought I must be mad because I had really clear visions of what this time was going to be looking like. And I knew that I was here for this time. So when it all started going down last year, I was like, actually really happy because I'm like, this is the time that we've been waiting for. This is, you know, this is what we came for. Is it not too loud now? No, no, it's actually not. Um, and so, you know, obviously things are unfolding as they're meant to unfold. And, you know, I, the way I see it, everything's, everything's unfolding according to divine planning. And we are getting to this place that I've always seen, which is a really unimaginably beautiful, unimaginably glorious state of being. And I know this is something that you've been sharing on as well. So can you um, tell us a bit about what you see as the evolutionary human, where you see us moving to? Do you see this happening in the next few years? Is it going to take a few decades? Like, talk to us on this beautiful future that is, is you know, really help anticipate, help us anticipate, bring it in. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I love this question. And it's definitely something that's coming into my consciousness more and more. Um, and the truth is, you know, the honest truth is the perspective that I'm being shown is beyond our capacity to comprehend right now, like the amount of magic, the amount of beauty, of joy, of bliss is beyond our current state of imagination you know that is really what moving into another dimension is right it's it's beyond what we know and so I love talking about it because it, it does feel it feels like a fairy tale but the work that I do and this regression that I take people on these journeys and they have these experience they meet their guides right that's what that's what my technique does it helps them to bridge their higher aspects their guides 
and they'll receive what they need to receive through healing. But there's always normally a section where they will receive insight and clarity on what we could call the ascension or the shift or the new earth. And it's been so profound because none of these people know each other. None of these people know what's coming through the sessions and yet they're all bringing through the same information. And I'm absolutely speaking out about it more because it needs to be spoken. And yes, absolutely, it seems like fantasy. It seems like fiction. But, you know, what is fantasy and what is fiction? You know, it's channeled. It's channeled through our consciousness. And so I always, I always feel that, you know, that energy of something like Avatar, the film, the movie, it's a little glimpse into our future. And absolutely, the new earth feels like we are living in that communion with nature. We are able to communicate with each other through our minds. We're able to communicate and receive what we need from Gaia without destruction. You know, it's living harmoniously with each other um, and with the planet. It's absolutely that. And really there's a, a maturing, there's an emotional maturing, a spiritual maturing that happens where we are, we have that awareness, right? We're all empathic. And so we can absolutely kind of feel into community and how we are to interact in that in a harmonious way. We each have the pieces of the puzzle to complete each other. And so there is no lack, there is no competition. You know, we live in such a, the, the old world, right, is, is very much based on, you know, competition mind you know, ranking and rating each other against one another. It's not about kind of coming together in, in the healthy dynamic. And the new earth is really about that. It's about remembering that we each are unique and we each have a unique skill set and gift. And that is really so complementary. And we need each other. We need all of the kingdoms. We need one another as, as people to be able to thrive and come into a deeper sense of self and so there's just this real there's a real intelligence it's just like you say the divine intelligence it's like we all remember it's just this remembering and um, a different way of communing it's a lot to do with communication and that's why that a lot of people will be talking about telepathy as the next stage of human evolution and it is so much more than telepathy but it is that that maturing that we're able to communicate in other ways um with our with our reality with our environment and with one another um so i absolutely you know in physical terms see a healed planet you know thriving um animals are uh, looked after for provided for children guide us children lead the way it's a rebirth of innocence it's a rebirth of purity um the children being born will have 
their memory, their soul memory. And so they will be able to teach us what we haven't remembered yet about the elements. There's a lot about, you know, tapping into the intelligence of Gaia, the water, the wind. You know, we, we haven't remembered the capacity of this planet, the intelligence of it. So a lot of it is about the children, these new children that are coming in and children already here, but we're here to kind of hold space and really support them. And, and they're the ones who are teaching us and reminding us that, you know, the wisdom is within the child, the inner child. Um, so that's kind of just a little overview, but there's uh, definitely more communion with what we would call spirit guides, you know, on a day-to-day basis on new earth. Um, it's, it truly is, it's a magical place <laughs> from what I can tell. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. But a lot of people will be wondering how do we get there from here? So do you see a timeline? Like how, how do you see it unfolding that we get to that place? Yeah, and, and this is a good question. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily an answer that we can, can understand or comprehend. You know, we, a lot of people know about the Mayan calendar ending in 2012. And so what does that mean? It absolutely doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It's an apocalypse. It just means that we're moving out of um, like a linear time experience. And so you know, the answer that I get through is it will happen at a slightly different rate for different people. But ultimately, the timeline is for completion is is meant to be around the 2027 mark, if we are to put it into a linear term perspective. But I believe that some people will be experiencing this reality within the next three years. And those people will absolutely activate what we call the macabre, the plasma body, and they will start to play and work with higher dimensional reality. So I think some people will be able to tune into these, this dimension, because what we need to remember is it's a dimensional experience. So, you know, that new earth is already there. It's already existing. You know, we've created it already. We just need to align to it. So I, I see it's like an overlay that as the veils come, kind of, you know, we pierce through the veils, um, we're able to be an energetic match to that. So it really does depend on our own unique frequency, um, where we're putting our focus in. Um, but overall, it's it's kind of said to be, yeah, around kind of the seven seven year mark for completion where we will all be you know aware tangibly of this reality beautiful beautiful hey thank you for speaking so articulately and eloquently on things that are kind of hard to put into words but i think you've done such a beautiful job for us today before we close is there anything you want to share on the work that you're doing at the moment anything you've got coming up where can people find you online yeah thank you thank you so much um 
so yes my website's probably the best way to reach out and um, my website is light of scientia um, i'll give you the link maybe you can add it in um, i offer there's two types of set sessions that i offer um, i either will look through what's called your human design which is based on your natal chart your astrology to help you understand what you've chosen to experience as a human and we bridge that a little bit with your your soul um, helping you to kind of remember a little bit more about your mission or your purpose um, and then of course my main offering and my main dedication at the moment is I offer QBHD which is quantum bridging by holographic design and so we're accessing that landscape of your super consciousness helping you to bridge those higher aspects and help you remember and ultimately integrate them into this human experience so that you can align with what I call the optimum ascension timeline and you can absolutely strengthen your connection to your guides your higher self um, and I'm actually beginning to offer um, what I'm calling starseed uh, residency. And this is actually something that I was guided to offer with my guides. Uh, I think you're doing maybe something similar in Bali. I think this is the way that a lot of us will be moving. And it's, um, it's really inviting people into my space here in Costa Rica. Um, and there's no rigidity. It's not necessarily a retreat um, because we're not retreating from anything. It's just allowing and inviting people into my reality and um, just just flowing and having a little piece and taste of this sacred land here in Costa Rica. Um, so, yeah, I love that you're doing something similar in Bali. I think it's it's the new way of being. We're moving away from, you know, rigidity. Uh, I'm definitely feeling a call to move away from, you know, rigid schedules and structure, you know, and just going with the flow, recognizing everybody's different and um, we can flow together and, and see what wants to come through. So that's another thing that I'm offering and people can find it on my website. So, yes, yeah, thank you so much. That's another thing for me, Divine Feminine, is Divine Feminine is an invitation right so you set a frequency and you invite people to just say there's no there's no mechanism of control there's no like this is what you have to do or i'm going to fix you it's it's you know it's so much of holding a space and making that space an invitation right so by then mm -hmm. at your home you're you're quite literally <laughs> creating an invitation for people <laughs> yeah i love that absolutely it's just showing up it's just being you know being authentic and allowing other people to experience that and um just seeding these i think planting seeds of inspiration for a new way of being a new way of the way that we we show up in the world so yeah i love that it's all about invitations okay thank you so much for your time today Thank you so much. It's been so, so fun. And let's let's con connect soon and catch up further. Awesome.